Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Elise about her experiences as a therapy dog team with her Australian Shepherd, Moosh. We'll discuss why she decided to certify through a national therapy dog organization when moving out of state, how she finds herself rooting for new teams while testing them as an Alliance of Therapy Dogs tester observer, and what Moosh loves about being a therapy dog. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Elise and Moosh. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm well. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. This is Sunny. Hi, Sunny. (laughs) This is Moosh. Hi, Moosh. Awesome. So for those who don't know you, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and about your dog? Sure. My name is Elise Mevel. This is Mooshum, also known as Moosh. He is my 10-year-old Australian Shepherd. And we live on the Central California coast, just outside of Morro Bay. Awesome. Elise, how did you originally find out about therapy dog work? I was kind of always aware of therapy dog work, mostly because I did a lot of volunteer work with organizations like Elder Friends. But at the time, I was mostly a cat person. So I hadn't thought of it in terms of something I would do. And then while I was living on Maui, I volunteered for an equine-assisted therapy group and really got keyed in and got a dog, got moosh. So got kind of keyed into the therapy dog, therapy animal, equine therapy world and went from there. So you never considered having a therapy cat in your cat days? Not with that cat. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. We officially, we had done some unofficial work for a while when he was younger. And then he's approaching 10 now. But when he was about five, we tested with an organization in Tennessee through the vet school at University of Tennessee called Habit, which is human and animal bond in Tennessee. And we started official therapy dog work, doing some hospice work, some elder care work there. And then when we moved out to California in 2019, we tested with ATD. I was looking, Alliance of Therapy Dogs, for more of a national organization in case we moved again, you know. So yeah, we've been with ATD ever since. And just recently, as of last week, I'm now a tester observer through Alliance of Therapy Dogs. So. Yay! Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> yeah. It's been fun following that journey just a little bit over the past few weeks with you. It has been fun. And I just tested a team less than an hour ago. So. And did they pass? They pass. Is most people, or I don't know if people are aware of how you test through ATD, You do a handling test and then a series of three observations. Mm -hmm. And that first observation can often be on the same day as your handling test. But in this case, it wasn't. So I tested her last Saturday, I think. And then today was the first observation in Home Depot. And it was great. Dog did really well. That's really great. What has your journey to testing observer looked like? It actually went faster than I thought. I was a little nervous that it was going to change how I felt about just being a regular volunteer and going on our visits because it's something I really get a lot out of. Yeah. 
So I just didn't want to change something that was going really well. But on the West Coast, we have a really big need for tester observers. In fact, I'm in San Luis Obispo County. And then between you and I is Santa Barbara County, which is a gigantic geographical area and maybe a million people. And there are four testers. Yeah, I know so, here in Los Angeles for ATD, there's only like three. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a time commitment in terms of scheduling people four times is a lot to schedule people. You know, you're volunteering your time, your gas, et cetera, to make that happen. But it's interesting. I have found as a TO, we really root for the people that we're working with. Each time we meet, you know, we give tips and we're not necessarily dog trainers, but we can give suggestions about how we would, you know, make something better in a therapy dog situation. So it's nice to kind of watch someone's journey from week to week and yeah. test. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. How long do you need to be volunteering as a therapy dog team before you can become an observer? I believe it's one year. But I have to look in my brand new tester observer handbook. (laughs) I think it's one year. Did anything about that journey to TO surprise you? Yes. I think, like I mentioned, how much we're actually rooting for each team Mm -hmm. to succeed kind of shocked me. You get invested in their progress and you really want it to be a success for them. And, you know, if somebody comes in that you just see is going to be a great addition to their program. With ATD, most of us are what we kind of consider independent contractors. You know, if the facility allows therapy dogs, you are allowed to go once you've passed. But in our area, we have kind of developed a local chapter. All of the regular ATD rules still apply, but you know we kind of get together more often than maybe other places do, and we do more group visits at places. So it's nice seeing people apply and knowing they're going to be a great addition to the group. Yeah. So back to Moosh, how long has he been a therapy dog now? Officially six years. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you think his favorite part is about being a therapy dog? He loves these group visits. We tend to do mostly elder care visits. And on these group visits, they kind of have everyone in a big circle in a room and they're eagerly anticipating the dogs coming in. And he really shines. He just becomes the center of attention, (laughs) which is great. He's such an extrovert and I'm a pretty late in life introvert. (laughs) Okay. It's great because it's all about him. All the questions everyone asks, it's all about him. You just kind of blend into the background and, you know, you're always there advocating for your dog, but it's really about him. But he likes these group situations. He has this amazing ability to tell when someone has had enough. He's like, oh, I've been with you for five minutes. I'm going to go to the next person. And he moves to the next person and he checks in with me if someone new comes in, like, we got to go check out that person. So. He really loves these group visits. We do some one-on-one visits and he knows where people live. So if you turn into their driveway or you turn into where their assisted living facility is, he's very excited and dying to get out of the truck and go see them. He definitely enjoys it. And as he ages, it's something I'm keeping an eye on. I want to make sure he's always still really a good time every time we go. Yeah. Is there anything specific you look for to evaluate if he's still having a good time? Yes. And this is actually something, especially as a new TO, that we discuss with potential applicants, which is really your number one job as a therapy dog owner is advocating for your dog and knowing when your dog is stressed and knowing when your dog's uncomfortable. Some of these elder care facilities keep the heat cranked up a lot. (laughs) 
and he is a very thickly double-coated Australian Shepherd. So when we walk in and all of the electric heaters are on or the gas fireplaces are cooking, I am extremely aware of his comfort level and watching him pant. And as I've told people before on the same visit, if you notice a dog panting too much or showing signs of stress, just excuse yourself, walk outside. I can tell... And we'll just go outside for 30 seconds. He cools down. If he doesn't cool down, we just, we leave, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but mostly 30 seconds, a minute outside, go potty, come back in. That's typically the only stress that I've noticed with him. He's very tolerant of noises, of people acting differently than you may expect them to, things falling down, you know, he's pretty good otherwise. Now he, since you're a TO, also has a job as a neutral dog, correct? Yes, he does. How has that job been for him? He also takes that very seriously. He is as dog neutral as they come. So he's a great dog to have. I don't have to worry about him picking a fight. We actually just today discussed with the potential handler about hard stares given to other dogs. So, you know, little things that at home, when you have a pet, you may not pay attention to, but in terms of therapy dog, you really have to be aware and know when to try to disengage that behavior. Yep. Um, But yeah, he's great. He could take it or leave it with most dogs. And that seems to be a common theme in therapy dog work. He cannot take it or leave it with most humans. He really wants to say hello to you. It's almost as if he gets his feelings a little bit hurt. (laughs) He can't come say hi. So yes, he's a good partner for TO work. That's great. What's your favorite part about either volunteering as a therapy dog team or as a TO or both? Let's see. The TO is so new. I don't know that I have a favorite part yet. I know it's going to be seeing someone go through all of the observations and finally pass. And that's going to be a really great feeling is watching. It's really empowering someone to, you know, once they pass with us, they're ready to go. They could come to our local chapter and do stuff with us or they could be off on their own. So that's going to be great to see. In terms of me personally, when we're doing this therapy work, especially on days that are really tough, maybe we've been on maybe a memory care ward or something that has been kind of stressful. It's interesting how much getting out of your own head and kind of really focusing on making other people happy makes you happy. Yeah. (laughs) Especially during the pandemic. It's been a really good outlet. I'm not necessarily the most spiritual person, but when you see a therapy dog kind of at the top of his game where he is now and really doing his thing, there is something a little bit spiritual about it. Yeah. It's pretty special. They have such a gift to give when they want to. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And as their owners, you know, it's our responsibility to make sure that gift isn't taken for granted or abused. Yes, absolutely. Which is partially why I'm kind of always, you know, keeping an eye and making sure he's still enjoying it. And he still wants to do it every day or every time that we go. Elise, is there any advice you have for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team? I think I've heard this on your podcast before. It's a common thing that people say. It's something that we say on our first meetings too. A lot of people tend to 
approach therapy work because they would like to give back and it's something that they're very interested in. And we just really remind people that it's got to be good for the dog and the dog has to be interested in. And it's got to be something more than just a friendly dog. The dog really has to want to do it. And Mm -hmm. you can tell when your dog's getting enjoyment out of doing something. So yeah, I would definitely encourage people to decide that. And if they think it's something, reach out. We're so easy to get in contact with. You can Google therapy dog anywhere and every organization will pop up and yeah we would love to have more potential therapy dog teams all right well thank you so much elise is there anything else that you wanted to mention while you're here no this is great all right well it's so good to have you and moosh i appreciate you taking the time out of your day and getting some insight into the to perspective my pleasure thank you for having us on and thank you have a great day you too bye-bye bye i really hope you enjoyed this episode of therapy dog talk If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.